Hello, hello, and welcome back to Coffee Stained EDU Podcast. This is your host, Geneva Rodriguez, and I'm coming to you with episode 30 from season one. Just wanted to say thank you, thank you to all my listeners and all supporters, and thank you for being patient. I know this is this episode is coming way after the last one. Episode 29 was released, um, I believe, August, the first or second week of August, and it's been real quiet on my end. But I'm back, it's October, and I have a bunch of new ideas, new topics, new episodes. I'm gonna have tons of new guest speakers. Thank you again to all my listeners, and shout out to everyone that has signed up to be a guest speaker. You guys have awesome topics, and I just can't wait to start recording and to release those episodes. So if you did uh, reach out and um, filled out the Google form, I have been in touch, I will continue to be in touch, and we will set up times where we will record so we can release and give it to the world, so I'm so excited for that. But I'm coming to you today with episode 30, which is going to be about supporting your ENL students. And if you don't know, if you're an educator, ENL stands for English as a New Language, so this is going to be how you, this is all, it's going to be all about how you can support students in your class where English is not their first language. And again, you might be in a school that you don't have students that are ENL, um, or you might be in a school that has a lot of students that are ENL. But I try to make every episode an episode where I provide tips, advice, and strategies that you can use across the board, whether you're in education or not. This episode is catered more more to education, so bear with me, um, (laughs) non-educators. If you know anyone that can benefit from this, then um, send it over to them. You can listen on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and also on the website, which is coffeestains.org. You can follow us on Coffee stained underscore edu, which is our IG page, coffee stained underscore edu. And I promise I will be putting more content up. Again, it's been real quiet on my end because it was summer and I was trying to live my best life. Also, relaxing, spending time with my friends and family, and just doing me. You know how that is. And just back to school has been pretty intense. Can I just have a moment? Um, to just air it out. It's been pretty intense, you know. Um, we have new staff, we have a new curriculum that was just dropped on us. Um, not everyone is a fan of it, but you know, when you're in education, you just gotta roll with it. You just gotta roll with it and remember why you're there. And I know that I might sound like a broken record when it comes to that. You know, remember your why, or remember why you're doing it, and and, and focus on the kids. You know, a lot of people, it's hard for them to actually do that. Um, they get so overwhelmed and so caught up with the politics and the changes and all that stuff that they they really do you lose that spark and their passion. Um, and they forget why. They are where they are and we're not forcing anyone to be in this job you need to want to be in this job in this position you need to love being in this position because kids are depending on us and they're the ones that are going to suffer when you come in with a negative energy or attitude or mood 
um, and you're not happy and, and you're and you're salty because a curriculum changed or our administration changed or you know or the way things are being handled in the school is changing you know it's going to happen and I think um, I'm gonna go di- dive in a little more later but I'll jump into it now as an educator you you had to take this oath of accepting that you are a lifelong learner and that you are open to change, that you're open to being flexible and you are doing an act of service. This is, to me, I look at education as a community service. Some might look at it differently, but for me, I look at it as a community service. I am an administrator now and I consider myself a servant leader. I am there to serve, I am there to lead, I am there to guide, I am there to put other people's needs before my own. And as a teacher in the classroom, you should be doing the same. If that is not what you feel or believe, then maybe you need to reconsider what you are doing because we cannot be a disservice to our students because we let our own emotions and feelings about changes being made that are beyond our control get the best of us. So I just had to let that out real quick. (laughs) Um, So let me go on. If you are listening, you know that I don't edit my stuff. It just comes as it comes and I release it and I edit it. I mean, I don't edit it, my bad. I just want you to get me for who I am. Um, I might make mistakes, I might laugh at myself, I might correct myself, I might, it might even slip and I might not correct myself. It is what it is, but you'll get the point of my message. Every episode I try to end with a challenge. Every episode I have a focus and I try to provide as much support and try to help you bring this to life in your in, in your own you know situations and in and, and, and whatever you do the goal is for every episode to be uh 25 minutes but i think i'm gonna start scratching that because honestly i haven't been keeping it under 25 minutes but um that is always the goal because i start going off on a tangent or or and and not only a tangent more like the you know i'm very passionate about what i do and what i share on so sometimes i i notice that i have more to share and more to offer and i think my listeners appreciate that i have been given feedback that maybe i should have some bullets trust me i do i'm actually looking at a screen right now <laughs> with bullets that i want to cover but then within those bullets there's subcategories 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 so you 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 get the point but um i do i do feel that you do that my listeners are able to pull something out from my episodes because you guys still listen, you guys are still loyal, you guys still provide feedback and suggestions. So I appreciate you and I am forever in your debt. So with that being said, I'm gonna move on. How can we support our ENL students? How can we support our students that just need extra support, right? I'm gonna bounce back and forth. I'm gonna say ENL, this is to help them, but also how you can use this to help other students in your class because I'm gonna be providing tips and strategies that can help all learners, not only students that um, English is a second language or students that have a disability or um, just learn differently, right? It's gonna be for or. So you might be able to pull something out of this that you can apply to your own teaching, okay? So. Before I go into that, I'm going to read the definition of what a teacher is. And you might think that's silly, but I don't. I think it's very important for us to be reminded, again, important for us to be reminded of the job that we signed up for. Okay, when I went off on my little venting session a few minutes ago, 
I kind of got into that, right? We chose this position. No one is forcing us to do this job. We could always say, you know what? I'm not cut out for this anymore. I don't, I'm not in it. I, I, I can't do, I can't do this service anymore. I'm out, right? If that's where you are, just dip, just go because we, we need teachers that are really in this 100% and want to give their all and who are willing to adapt to the changes and just learn and roll with it to do what's best for their kids, all right? You guys are educators. You guys are smart. You guys went to college. You guys took um, exams, which were not easy. Um, you guys are where you are because you wanted to be there. You worked your butt off to earn your certificate to become an educator. Every year you get observed. Most of you are tenured. Most of you are on the, on, on the route of getting tenured. Um, it's just, I think sometimes we just get caught up in what's going on and we get so stuck on things that we can't change that we get upset with it or things that are out of our control and we let it get the best of us. And I think it's more about self-reflection and ch checking yourself and figuring out how you can be more open to change, be more receptive to change and roll with it and just focus on what you can do and not focus on what was before or what you can't change and not focusing on the negative of what's presented in front of you and just be like, all right, boom. All right, I got this new curriculum, boom. I got this new students, boom. All right, let me figure out how I can be the best I can be at this. Let me learn this new curriculum. Let me learn my students. Let me assess my students, right? So we'll get into all of that. But it's, I think it's 99% of it to me is, is all about your mindset and how on, and your, your willingness to embrace that change. That's going to allow you to make those changes. All right. So let's go into what is a teacher? A teacher is a person who helps others to acquire knowledge. Simple. A teacher is a person who helps others to acquire knowledge. What are some things that the duties, what are some typical duties of a teacher? I had to pause for a minute because I want you guys to like embrace that. Soak it in. You help others to acquire knowledge. You lesson plan and you instruct your students in the subjects you teach. You assess students' abilities, strengths, and weaknesses. And yo, all I did was Google, what is a teacher? Literally, if I was to screenshot what I'm looking at right now and post it, you'll see. I literally looked up what is a teacher. You're going to adapt lessons to changes in your class. You're going to grade students' assignments and exams. You're going to communicate with parents about students' progress. These are all things that educators do okay you develop and enforce classroom rules or expectations depending on the terms that are you terminology that's used in your school you prepare students for standardized tests right we have these standards in our in our state whatever state you live in you have standards these standards are in place to make sure that students are learning the skills they are they need to learn so that they're prepared for the exams that they're going to be taking and to prepare them for middle school, high school, college, yada, yada, yada. You get the point, right? So that is what a teacher is, what a teacher does. All right, let's, let's pull up another one just for, for the heck of it, right? 
A teacher is a person who provides education for people, one who teaches or instructs. Okay? Let's look at this website here. I like to pull resources from this website. not a real I'm just trying to look up one if there's one definition right this is really not just one definition of what a teacher is but if you look at all these websites you see there is a person that teaches a person that is a role model for students that offers guidance you educate your students on specific subjects okay what is a teacher on careerexplorer.com. A teacher doesn't only teach, they also inspire and encourage your students to be the best version of themselves. Okay? Whether teaching kindergarten, music, physical education, or special education, a teacher is someone that students look up to and aspire to be like. Some, some of our most influential and life-changing role models are teachers. Okay. A school is not only a place for academic learning, but social learning. So that's also your responsibility as an educator to provide that emotional learning for your students, not only academics, to motivate, to help motivate students. Also, you need to have effective communication. So. That is the definition of an educator. I'm sure I can go on and on and on and find tons of things here that give their own definition of what education, but you get the idea. And I wanted to start it like that because in those definitions, it didn't say anything about um, specific students, right? Or there was nothing about just focusing on, you know, you learn this one way of teaching and this is what you do. No. When we sign up to be educators, we know that there's going to be changes. We have to go with the flow. We have to also accept that the district makes changes, the state makes changes, and we have to roll with it. We have whatever we're given, we have to use that and educate our students. So we need to make sure that we're supporting all our students. What does that mean and what does that look like, right? So the, this episode is called Supporting ENL Students. Supporting ENL Students. So this is going to be focusing, how do you support students that don't speak, that, don't, that their first language is not English? I'm not going to say that don't speak English because they might have limited English, but they know they have some English, right? And kids are like sponges. I'm going to repeat that. Kids are like sponges. We need to stop limiting them and just like thinking or assuming that they, they're not going to, be able to learn uh, or absorb, absorb what we're trying to teach them. They come in from a con- foreign country and the, the, their, their native language is not English. They come to our school. Trust me, they're around English speaking students and teachers and staff and they're there all day, they're going to pick up some of those words. They're going to pick up some of those words. But we have to be open to teaching them. We have to be open and accept that they're capable of learning, right? 
and not just assume because they don't know English yet, right? That word is a key, yet. They don't know it yet that they're not capable of learning. Like that's just not a mindset you should have. So how does that look? You're gonna have to adapt and modify. You're gonna have to adapt and modify. So the first thing, first things first is, is changing your mindset and the way you view these students, okay? Because they're all your students. And your role is to educate your students. Whatever student is in front of you, it's your responsibility to learn how to educate them, to figure out where they are, what they know, what they don't know, what they need to know, and then do what you gotta do to get them where they need to be for the next grade, okay? So first things first, you, ain't, you can't jump into the curriculum, folks. If you have students in your class that don't know the language, guess what? You're gonna have to assess those students and figure out what they know, what they don't know. That way you can adapt and modify your material to meet them where they are. It drives me crazy when we hear teachers that they just, I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading, or we're, we're having, we're working on double digits, um, adding and subtracting, and you have kids in front of you that don't know the difference between the number one and a number two, or number two and a number four, or they don't, they don't even know how to identify the letter A, or they don't know the sound. And, you, and, and you're doing guided reading, or you're giving them, you know, giving them books. Yes, we want to put books in front of our kids. We want to expose them to it, but let's be realistic. They are, they are not there. And just because that worked for your kids last year or that, that worked for the kids last week doesn't mean it's going to work for the kids that are in front of you right now. So first things first is going to be your mindset. Shifting your mindset to accept that you, you need to help these kids. Shift your mindset that the, to, to focus on these are your kids, these are your babies now for the rest of the school year and you have to help them get from point, from point A to point B. And what does that look like for them, right? That's not gonna look like this, the same for Antonio and Victoria and Julio and, and, and pa, 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 Paola, I don't know, I'm just saying all these damn random names. It's not gonna look the same for all those kids. So that's why it's important to assess, assess, Assess. I'm going to say, you want to do the three A's. Assess, 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 and get to know your students. Those relationships, it goes back to those relationships with your kids. If you hear tapping, because I'm tapping my notes, so I can make sure I upload all of this onto the website and to social media. So you're going to assess, 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 get to know your kids, okay? And how are you going to assess them? Have a simple conversation with them. If they cannot communicate with you in that way, guys, we have technology, use technology it's going to be your best friend we have google translator we have all these apps now that translate for you you want to use pictures pictures are going to be your best friend okay some people think oh it's not age appropriate they're in third grade how are we going to use visuals like this or clip arts or whatever no use them because some pictures are universal you show them a picture of a notebook they know what a notebook is okay and if they've never seen a notebook, guess what? You're gonna show them a picture of a notebook and then you're gonna actually show them the actual notebook in your, in your classroom and they're gonna know. You're gonna show them how to use a notebook. Open the notebook, right? Gestures, all of that stuff is going to be helpful. 
So you want to be, you want to be creative. Think about when you are teaching your kids at home. If you have children at home, if you have nieces and nephews at home, they don't, they don't walk out the womb knowing how to talk or how to identify things or how to ask for things or know what milk is, know what dada is and mama is. You are teaching them these things. So it's the same way with these kids. They are your babies throughout the school day. You need to teach them. You need to teach them and you need to meet them where they are. And if they, ha they don't know English yet, yet, you're going to have to help them. You're going to have to get them there, right? So you want to support them. You want to assess first. You want to build those relationships. And you want to have patience, 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 and compassion, okay? We have had an influx of migrants, Okay, they're all over the news. You know that we have asylum seekers all over our borough, all over our state, surrounding states, everywhere. We are seeing it on the news. We are seeing it in our schools. We have these children coming in. We don't, you can't even begin to understand what their journey has been coming into this country. Okay, being denied from state after state, going through jungles, not eating, not having clothes, clean clothes, not drinking water, you know, losing family and friends, sicknesses. And we here in this, in this country, spoiled, okay, we, we, we are so spoiled and privileged and we go home every night. Okay, to, to a warm bed, a warm meal, lights, electricity. You're able to listen to this freaking podcast, right? Because you have that ability. You have that at your fingertips, at your disposal. These families do not have that. Think of their journey here. Think of what they've experienced, what they endured, how they, why they're here seeking a better way of living, okay? Think about where they've been living. They're coming here. They're living in shelters. Um, no privacy. No clean bathrooms. When do they do laundry? Can they do laundry? Are they washing it by hands? When was the last meal they had? Did they have a warm meal? Are they eating healthy food? Do they have food? Do they have money? Do they have water? Okay. Um, think about all that stuff when you are working with these children and it's not only them right we have other enl students that have been here they just don't have the language yet you imagine you going to another country okay and trying to and, and, and they don't speak this language right i mean you don't speak the language for example i just went to greece this past um this past summer and there was several times where i needed to communicate how to get a taxi or or how how to get to from point A to point B? I was looking for things, right? Um, even when I go to the store to try to get water, how how do I know how much to pay for this that right? And it was scary. It was overwhelming. I didn't know how to communicate with them, so I had to point to things. I had to make hand gestures. Um, I was trying to like pronounce certain things. Um, try to explain to them water. Write it out. You know, it was not easy. Even when they were trying to tell me how much was something, it was not easy. So imagine you're thrown in a country and you're in a school and you're a child in elementary school or middle school, whatever grade, and you've never spoke English. You've never been to this country. Everything is different. It's a culture shock. You don't know anybody. You don't have any friends or family here. They don't need teachers to be frustrated and annoyed and upset and not have patience 
they need that before they need anything else. So building those relationships, being patient, being kind, being understanding, and trying to understand, be have some empathy for what they've experienced is is it's just a priority right now um, and something that you need to try the, your best to do. Okay, so you're gonna need to adapt and modify. You need to accept that you're a lifelong learner and there's gonna be changes in your classroom that are beyond your control and you just have to roll with it. When I was in a teaching fellows program, they said that we have to be like Gumby. If all you're young as you probably don't even know what Gumby is, so Google it. Gumby is like this clay animated cartoon let me see what year that came out. Ooh, Gumby is old. So I'm looking at here. They had a t TV series, 1956 to 1969. So I remember Gumby from when I was younger. It's a, a, it's a, a cartoon character, right? And it's basically like a green block of clay. And he's flexible. He's clay. He's Gumby. He bends. He can mold into different things. He's his shape, right? So, the point I'm trying to make is, as an educator, you need to accept that things are not always going to be the same. And I know some people, they can't help it. They want things to be the same. They, they stick to it. It's convenient. It's safe, right? It's their comfort zone. So, when things start changing, oh, they get bent all out of shape. We want you to bend, but we don't want you to get out of shape to the point where you're, you're losing sleep, you're stressed out, the kids could feel it, they sense it, you're having, you're short-tempered at school, you're snapping at kids, you're being mean, you're being nasty. We don't want you to bend like that. We want you to be flexible and bend the way Gummy bends to make it work, okay? We need you to bend and understand that changes are going to happen and it doesn't need to affect you as as an educator, it doesn't need to affect, affect you mentally. It doesn't need to affect your joy. You need to just accept, hey, okay, we were doing X, Y, and Z for the past 10 years. Mm. Now the district thinks or now the chancellor thinks we, we need to shift to this. Okay, um, it sucks because now I got to learn all over. But guess what? That's what I signed up for because as an educator, I know that I just got to roll with it. And I got to make changes to support and meet the needs of the students that are in front of me because they need me. This job is not about you. It's about them. It's about them. Okay. You need to accept changes. Ask for help if you need it. Okay. Like for example, if you, your school district got a new curriculum and you were told about this a year ago, don't wait till you are in front of the students to want to be curious or learn about the curriculum. You had a year, folks. You had a year to become familiar with it. And yes, you know, a job as an ed educator, again, you know you signed up for it. It doesn't turn off. This is not a nine to five where you can leave the job where it's at and then you go back home. You know that. When I was a teacher, I was constantly thinking about how I can work, I can create material and support my students in the classroom. It's a job that does not turn off. So as an educator, and if you're presented with a new curriculum and you know that in September you're going to be using it, your brain should go, doo -doo 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 -doo. a green light should go on. I don't know what that sound was, doo -doo -doo -doo. but something should go off and say, I'm going to go online and start looking at it and become familiar with it. Because remember, we need the confidence in the classroom. You need the confidence in the classroom. You can't just open a book for the first time in your life 
and expect to have the confidence to deliver that lesson. Kids are going to know that. You're going to know that. Just like when we take a test, we don't go in there not prepared. So you need to go in to the classroom prepared. If you know there's a new curriculum and you were given ample time to become familiar with it, you need to do your job and your part to learn that. And don't blame it on administration. Don't blame it on the district. Don't blame, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not great that we have to throw in this new curriculum or this new program or whatever, fine. But you need to do your part as educators to learn the material so you can support your students. That's what it is at the end of the day. So when you accept that change, then you're giving your time that you're giving yourself that opportunity to learn that new, the new material, right? Then if you need help after you've reviewed it and it still seems a little weird for you or um, confusing, then you have, you, you have a way to ask for questions. I mean, ask questions, ask for help. Okay. Well, I checked this part of the curriculum is a little confusing, but whatever, and then apply it, right? You can't ask for help and not apply it to your practices, right? So if you realize you have ENL students in your class and you're just struggling on how to support them and you have an administrator come in and they tell you, okay, have you done X, Y, and Z? Hmm. Did you? That's a moment for you to check yourself and figure it out. No, I didn't do it. Okay. So then you apply it. You can also ask an administrator, Hey, like I took your advice and I did X, Y, and Z. Can you come in and check it out for me? Absolutely. I don't think any administrator is going to be like, no, I ain't got time for that. Okay. You have to do your part. It's not, it's, it's everyone's job. Everyone has a, a part in, in school, right? Everyone has a part in education. And as a teacher, you have to do your part to learn the material, become comfortable with the material so you can help your students. And we need to sometimes go back to the basics. And that's what I'm going to wrap it up with, right? So going back to the basics, how can we help our students, especially the ones that are coming in that don't have the language yet? that don't have the skills yet, they might be behind, they might have never read a book before, go back to the basics. Go back to the basics. So you might need to go back to phonics, phonemic awareness, foundation, foundational skills. <coughs> letter recognition, letter sounds, all of that good stuff. You might have to go backwards. You can't expect kids to read a book because that's where you're at. That's what you're ready to do. That's what is expected of a second grader or a third grader at this point, right? If they can't do it, they can't do it. You cannot plow through something when your kids, a majority of your kids don't even know what you're talking about. So stopping and going back. And I don't think any leader will say something about that. If you're justifying, okay, miss. I don't know, whatever. You're misadministrator. I decided to go back to phonemic awareness because I noticed my kids were struggling and they cannot read a book. They don't have any letter sound recognitions. They don't have any of that. So I need to go backwards. Okay. Maybe that administrator will help you implement interventions in the classroom. Maybe they'll provide additional supports, right? Maybe they'll say, put a hold on what you're doing and yes, focus on that. You don't know until you try and don't assume that you're going to be knocked for that just because that's in your head and you assume that's what's going to happen. So going back to the basics and again, using visuals, I'm going to give you a few strategies and tips that you can do to help your ENL students. Use pictures. Pictures, 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 okay? 
You might want to use signs in your classroom, picture signs in your classroom with words and even using their language. If you have a majority of Spanish speaking elves in your classroom, then you should have pictures with the English word and the Spanish word. If you have a majority of students who speak Uzbek, then guess what? You're going to have the pictures and you're going to have the English word and the word in Uzbek. If you have a majority of Russian speaking students, if you have whatever language is a majority of your L's, you want to have that. If you have a mix, then guess what? You're doing extra work. But so what? That's what your kids need. That's what you're there for. You're there to support your students. So provide those visuals with the language they need. Okay? Repetition. Repetition is going to be very important. That's not only for our students that have um, different learning abilities or learning styles that are students with IEPs. Um, ENL students need the repetition as well. This is something new to them. They've never seen this. They've never been exposed to it. So the repetition is going to help them. Okay. You want to, like I said, you want to make sure that the pictures have the language that they speak as well as English. You want them to make those connections. Oh, that's a notebook. In English, it's notebook. In Spanish, it's what it is, right? I don't know Spanish, so I'm not going to try to play myself with that one. Use videos. Videos are a great way too. You know, you have the visuals, you have the words. You might want to use a video in their language with or, or with English subtitles. Use videos. Those are going to be your best friends. Schools usually have ENL team. If you have a large population of ENL students, you should have an ENL team. You should work together with them. They are licensed to work with, with ENL students. They have experience with providing support and scaffolds and modifications to curriculums and some material to support students. You should also be creating material for families to use. So think about it. You're, they're coming to school. They're listening to English, English, English. Um, they're getting supports in their language as well, but then they're going back home and what are they hearing? They're only hearing Spanish or they're only hearing Russian, right? They're only hearing their native language of what their family is from. You need to provide them with supports to use at home too so the families can help the students as families can use it to help them with the basic basic English language, right? The basic sort of like pencil, notebook, um, the facial parts of the face, right? The eyes, the nose, the mouth, right? Providing pictures like that with the English word and the word in their language that's going to help them. Okay? So... I went over 34 minutes. I told you that usually my episodes go a little over based on the content of the episode. And I felt like this episode was very, but needed more information because this is something that we're seeing overall. And I know a lot of schools, if you are in um, New York City, a lot of schools have shifted, not by choice, to a different curriculum. And that has brought on a lot of frustration um, with teachers, staff, um, and it's just trickling all over the place. And we have sensed the level of the frustration has been increasing. We've also sensed uh, a level of um, negativity taking over in areas. And that's trickling down to the kids. And that is a big no, no, no. On top of that, we have the influx of students, um, the migrants' families coming in, 
and we are accepting students. We're not going to turn back, turn our back on students. Absolutely not. No matter where they come from, they deserve education as well. Um, but I just ask educators to step back and really ask yourself, do you want to be a teacher? Do you want to be here? Are you, are you forgetting what you signed up for? Um, do you need to take a break? Some people need to do that. I'm not knocking you. If you need to take that break, leave teaching and go to something else and come back or, or just stay away. Fine. But you need to figure out what you want to do um, and figure it out quick because our kids should not suffer. Our kids should not be getting the negative um, energy that you're you're giving out um, the frustration because of the changes happening because they're coming in and all they need to all they want is to be loved to be seen to be respected and they just want to learn these kids are, they just want to learn and we are there to teach them so I'm gonna wrap it up with that I hope this was helpful for you in how you can support your English language um, learners in your classroom again like I said go back to the basics you have to assess your students assess your students and figure out what they need and remember no two students are the same so if you assess those students you're gonna realize what they know what they don't know and what they need to know right so you're gonna go back to the basics um, you might have to modify what you've been doing it might not work if you have this routine that you've been doing for years guess what it's time to make a change honey using visuals tons of visuals tons of visuals you need color i think that's going to be a little bit more attractive a little bit more welcoming ask admin to make color copies for you um repetition is going to be important repetition is going to be important for your english language learners providing the english the, the picture with the english word as well as in their language is very important try to label everything in your classroom closet have a picture of the closet or put it right on the closet have the english word closet and have the the, the word in their in their language they're going to read their language but they're also going to see the word closet so they're, they're going to be exposed to the english word and they're going to learn it and then use it as a moment when they go to the closet point to the word say closet 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 and the kids can repeat after you and now that's a new word in their vocabulary bank you want to use videos and you want to collaborate with your enl team that's going to be the most important thing and talk to administration express your concerns express your frustrations express the areas that you feel like you're struggling in and you need help in but all the negative needs to go out you need to really reflect on who you are and why you are in this position and if this is where you should be because the kids should not should not suffer because of this okay so thank you thank you for listening i'm sorry for keeping you on for so long almost 40 minutes but i hope that you were able to take something out of this let's out of this lesson you hear me <laughs> out of this episode this is your host geneva rodriguez you can follow us on instagram coffeestains underscore edu our website is coffeestains.org you can listen on spotify iHeartRadio, amazon music as well as on the website i upload um Resources that I discuss, I'm going to actually upload some ENL supports that you can use for your students on the website as well as the audio for this episode. If you have any questions or concerns, you can email me or you can DM me. You can email me at GenevaRodriguez30 at gmail.com. And it's a wrap for episode 30. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening and have a good night.